Equal Justice Initiative has documented the lynchings of over 4,000 African Americans between 1877 and 1950. Here, descendants of the victims describe how the era of racial terror lynchings continues to shape America. It's only by hearing these stories that we can begin to understand how the pervasive effects of these lynchings are still evident today. While lynchings are largely a thing of the past, racial injustice has evolved, taking the form of police brutality and mass incarceration. Anthony Ray Hinton was convicted of a crime he didn't commit, and he sat on death row for 30 years. After a 16-year fight, Brian Stevenson's Equal Justice Initiative secured his release on April 3rd, 2015. Here's Mr. Hinton. I was cutting grass. I just happened to look up, and there's two white gentlemen standing there, and I, I said, can I help you? And they said, yes, we're looking for Anthony Ray Hinton. And they identified themselves as detectives. And they said, we have a warrant for your arrest. And I said, for what? He said, we're charging you with first-degree attempted murder, first-degree robbery, and first-degree kidnap. I said, well, you got the wrong person. I ain't done none of that. And he continued to look at me, and he said, you know, I don't care whether you did it or didn't do it, but I'm going to make sure you be found guilty of it. And there's five things that are going to convict you. He said, number one, you're black. Number two, a white man is going to say you shot him. Whether you shot him or not, I don't care. He said, number three, you're going to have a white prosecutor. Number four, you're going to have a white judge. And number five, more than likely, you're going to have an all-white jury. And he continued to look at me. And he said, you know what that spell? Conviction, conviction. Conviction, conviction, conviction. And true enough, they found me guilty. And so I went to death row for 30 years. I never did pray, God, please free me. I thought that was selfish. But I didn't want the world to believe that my mom had raised a son that was capable of taking another human being life. And so I asked God to let the truth come out. I knew if the truth would come out, then I would come out. And that's what happened. So when Mr. Stevenson came aboard, I said, I need you to hire a ballistic expert. Because they convicted me off ballistic, saying that the bullets that they retrieved from the victim body matched the gun that they got from my mother's house. And all three of them came to the same conclusion that the bullets didn't match. And so with this, we go before the attorney general and we asked him to re-examine the bullets. He refused to just take one hour and re-examine the bullets. I sit on death row extra 16 years all because my life was not worth re-examining the bullets for an hour. Years later, the United States Supreme Court did something that they never done in the history of the courts. They ruled in my favor. All nine justice. And I've been out a year and a half, 
and no one have had the decency to say I'm sorry. just like they would back in the lynching days. Two white men came and got me, falsely accused me. It was a white mob that prosecuted me, a white judge that sentenced me, a white jury that convicted me. And so what changed? They brought it inside and created another way of execution, went from the tree to the electric chair, from the electric chair to the gurney. When they come get you, they at least try to kill you to jail. And then in some cases, they kill you right there on the spot. Say you had a gun, say you went reaching for a gun. They took off the white robe and put on the black robe. At the end of the journey, they still put you to death. I lost not just 30 years, I lost the years with my mom, who passed September 22nd, 2002. When I came home, this house here was festive with mold. Some people thought it should just bulldoze you. But this is where I was, when I was arrested, this is the home that my mom loved it so much. And out of respect for my mom and out of love for my mom, I said it could be fixed. And I am proud when I open that door, regardless of who's on the other side, that I can say welcome to my home. It's not much, but it's mine. You are welcome here. This story is part of a series from Equal Justice Initiative's Lynching in America Project. To learn more, visit lynchinginamerica.eji.org.